Hey guys, Hunter here. Wanted to ask you a quick favor. Uh, we're really trying to grow the podcast and it would really help us if you would leave us a review. So go on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you listen to the podcast and leave us a review. It's going to help more people find out about us. So we appreciate it. Now let's get to the show. with the Coyote Fitness Podcast. Hunter here coming to you from the mobile Coyote Fitness Studios in Madison. I'm here with a very special guest, the only person who's ever been on every episode of the Coyote Fitness Podcast, Mr. Chris Allen. Chris, glad to have you, man. Glad to be back. I was actually going to ask if that was still there. On the oh, it's still there at the end, every <laughs> single one. So if you listen to every episode. So this is a milestone. This is 200 episodes for the Coyote Fitness Podcast. And what better way to bring around episode 200 then circling all the way back to episode one with mr chris allen so uh we thought this would be a really fun time to kind of reminisce on 200 episodes and five plus years of coyote fitness podcast and 10 plus years of coyote fitness and uh just kind of uh see what we've learned along the way chris looking forward to it Let's yeah roll. yeah so uh catch everybody up since the last time you were on you know we had a catch up with you about a year ago and you're uh still working at mclaurin and coaching so fill us in a little bit on what you're what you're doing right now yeah i'm still there the last time that uh the last time i was on i was just finishing up my first uh my first half a year in education and uh so i, I wrapped uh i wrapped that up we went um went into the uh went into the second half of the year Finishing up coaching, uh, coaching soccer, and uh, went into spring football after that, and still doing the, uh, doing the strength and conditioning stuff along the way. And um, what I was, uh, what I was really looking forward to after uh, after that first semester was, you know, I kind of had a got my, got kind of got my footing with the new job a little bit, and was just trying to okay, now that I kind of know what's going on, now it's time to really start pushing for uh, pushing for growth, you know, for myself and what I was, uh, what I was moving towards and what I was trying to accomplish. And, um, that was the, uh, that was the big thing. Um, as, uh, as we went through spring football, really making sure that I was pushing, uh, pushing my athletes to make sure that they show up during the summer and, um, and train and work out. And I think we, uh, we almost, uh, we had, we had tripled our summer attendance. Wow. Um, and then, uh, then it went, uh, it went down a little bit after the, uh, after the first month of the summer, uh, I had uh, I had be- uh, football and baseball guys in there. Baseball guys didn't come and uh, didn't come in July, but we still had a um, much much more participation all throughout the summer than we did uh, than we did the summer before. That's awesome. So I want I want to uh, talk about this real quick. You're coaching soccer right now. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us a little bit about uh, the game of soccer. How is uh, coaching the soccer the uh, once. Uh, curse sport that you used to curse in uh at when you were a coach at coyote how has that been going for you i think i said uh, i think i said the last time that i was on the podcast that uh me coaching soccer is uh, is proof that god either has a sense of humor or he does indeed punish us for our sins probably a little bit of both probably so he punishes you in a funny way <laughs> exactly exactly um i mean it's been uh th- that is uh that has certainly been a uh been an adventure and um it's uh it's going uh, it's going okay um we had a we had a really uh really rough year uh last year i mean just a uh rough enough to the point where going into this year it was like okay let's 
try to let's try to make sure that all of our games that we play a complete game. What <laughs> what we did last year, let's just not do that this year. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So we've uh, we've been better. We've uh, we've uh, given up given up fewer points. I think last year most of our games did not go uh, did not go the full uh, the full time limit. I think we uh, we ended up with uh, with running clocks or short or uh, shortened halves more times than not. And this year that has only happened once, and that was against oh. uh, that was against a or actually no twice, but it was against uh, against some bigger schools. And uh, so you know that. It, that's uh that's improvement and especially when you've got a uh, a lot of guys who have played very very little soccer before and i've obviously i've coached very very little <laughs> soccer before so we're all just learning together oh that's good that's good so what's the, what's the plan going forward you got spring coming up you got track coming up yeah so um so i uh i got uh i got track um i was uh that was uh that was offered to me in the middle of the spring last year and uh, we had had a uh, we had had a situation come up where it looked like somebody was going to come in to uh, uh, that could have been a, that could have been a soccer coach, and um, they were talking about switching us uh, switching us around, and um, and um, you know we all kind of thought that that might be the best plan uh, the best plan going forward, but then that that plan ended up falling uh, falling through. The guy that was supposed to take the job did not take the job. And so I ended up getting uh, getting all three, and um, so yeah, as soon as uh, as soon as track gets done, we'll or as soon as soccer gets done, we'll roll right into track. I'll have track tryouts uh, as soon as we get back, uh, as soon as we get back from uh, from the break. And I'm uh, looking, I'm really looking forward to that because, I mean, that's more that's more in my wheelhouse. There's not a lot of strategy involved when it comes to uh, when it comes to track. It's a lot more just of trying to. Uh, trying to develop the kids uh, the kids that you have and if there's one thing that I'm very confident in myself is it's uh training um training energy systems and um training uh training kids to get their bodies uh functioning more efficiently which is really which is really what track is you know you can develop uh you can develop the lungs and you can train the muscles to to fire and fire faster but at the end of the day if there are inefficiencies with their movement I mean that can um that can mean you know, you know, tenths of a second off their uh, off their time, and you and thirty seconds to a minute, depending on uh, depending on the race. So, I've always prided on, prided myself on having a, on having an eye for detail when it comes from when it comes to looking at movement and identifying flaws. So I'm really looking forward to looking forward to that and trying to uh, trying to help people just uh, reach a different level of uh, of athleticism. You're definitely very incredibly skilled in that area, as anybody who ever took your class at Cody can attest to as well as all, a lot of our coaches who learned a lot from you on that well we're on episode 200 let's uh let's circle back all the way back to episode one do you remember ep- recording episode one a little bit a little bit yeah. <laughs> it's been a long time uh, I remember who was there <laughs> yeah do you remember uh what you were thinking when I said hey Chris we're gonna start doing this podcast I was fired up man yeah I, you know if uh there's if there's one thing I if there's one thing that I enjoy it's uh it's talking uh it's talking fitness and sharing my opinion on things. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, that was uh, it was it was it was a, a fun idea, and podcasts were really starting to take off. And um, I, I thought it would be a great way for us to really get a lot of uh, good information out there. And I think we've accomplished that over the years. And um, we've gone through a lot of different iterations, and so many different people have been on the podcast, and so many people have listened to the podcast, and it's been so much fun. But we still have the same. Same structure, the same outside the box, and we'll get to that in a little bit, and the same uh, recommends at the end. What about um, 
Is there any any particular episodes or any conversations or moments from the podcast that stick out to you that you remember from uh, from back, you know, the first hundred or so or whatever, however many it was that you were on? I, I always enjoyed um, I always enjoyed breaking down the games. Yeah, the CrossFit sure. games. Yeah, 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 absolutely. That was always a good time reviewing those. Mm-hmm. That was was. Was that before Frazier was winning? Were we doing it when Froning was winning, or did, it wasn't until Frazier was winning that we started doing it? It had to have been after Froning. I'm, it had, yeah, it, it has to because Frazier won what? How many in a row? Uh, five. Yeah, so it it had to have been. Yeah, like, that's right. Yeah, it was the, Frazier was winning because I do remember when we were comparing Frazier versus Froning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those were always really fun, and uh, I mean the games have changed pretty much every single year. Like they're they're changing the iteration again this year, and and just the qualification process. It's hard to kind of keep track of it all. I do miss the uh, the names from the, the 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 games athletes from the beginning back in the day. It seemed like they were a lot they were a lot more larger than life at that time, and there was consistent the same group of people every single year that you really pulled for. Oh yeah, for sure. And uh, like I saw I saw the other day that Noah Olson's hanging it up. And so you know that was the guy who was kind of the um, uh, the uh, the up and comer, I think. When he we was up and comer, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was because uh, I remember uh, when uh, he burst on the scene, and then Rich Froning's wife said she didn't like him or something like that. <laughs> but he he was at ten games in a row, I think. Yep. Yeah, I think he's just moving on to team because he said he was retired, and then he competed in Rogue like two months later. Like, what? <laughs> can't, can't. none of that. None of that means anything in CrossFit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> What else? What uh? What what about anything you learned? Any any major things that you've learned over the years in shooting this podcast that really stick out to you? Or anything? yeah, um, I uh, I really uh, I really enjoyed when um, uh, I thought we had a really really awesome dynamic when it was uh it was a uh, me you and we had Caleb in there for a little while and then we also had uh had Ben kind of um kind of uh kind of leading the com- uh, get, uh leading the conversation i thought that was a really cool uh point where we could you know you had you had uh, you had a member mm-hmm. you know in there kind of uh asking uh asking the questions that were you know ge- uh, generally on a lot of members mind yeah. and framing them in a way that uh you know if they had questions that they wanted to ask you know he was kind of the sounding board for them and um so just kind of uh um Giving the members a voice a little bit. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So we we've done uh, three episodes of interviews with with members, and those have been really well received. People really enjoyed those. Oh, who have you had on? Um, we've uh we've had like Lane Peterson, Tim Bell. Um, How long was the Lane Peterson Chris episode? Chance. Was it about two oh, and a half I, hours? I, 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 to- <laughs> I told everybody coming on beforehand, you got ten minutes, <laughs> and I told Lane a week in advance. You get, you get three questions. I was like, you got ten minutes. And I'm cutting you off at 10 minutes. I'm setting a timer. So you better better think about what you're going to say in advance. And he's, I think he set the land speed record for words spoken per minute. But <laughs> <laughs> no, they all, everybody ha- has done awesome. And it's, it was really fun to get to hear, you know, their experiences and um, just kind of how Cody has impacted their life. And um, that's always cool for me to see. Like Lane is a great example of, you know, Steven is someone that you and I have been working out with for close to 15 years now. Yep. And for us to be able to see him pass that on to Lane and, and him have so much enthusiasm for fitness and the rest of their family. And I told Steven this before, how much uh, I admire the uh, example he sets for his family in health and fitness. And as I have girls now, and my wife and I talk about this a lot, that's something that's extremely important to me is 
you know, leading from the front and setting an example and making health and fitness fun. And I just love seeing families come and join the gym. They get their spouse joins and then their kids are dying to join. You know, we had a, a, a girl join this week who was so excited to join. Like that's what she wanted for her birthday was to join the gym. And like, she was just beaming on her first day. And so that's so cool to, for me to see, cause that's going to impact them the rest of their life and, and get in the, you know, get in the habit of working out and being healthy. And that's just what you do. And it's not something that's a chore to go to the gym. So that's something that I really enjoy, especially the longer I, I, I do this, the more, more I really enjoy seeing families pass it on to their kids. Oh, for sure. And that's, uh, I mean, yeah, you know, uh, Steven, uh, Steven is somebody that, uh, you know, I consider one of my, one of my best friends and, um, you know, have a, you know, having been around him for, uh, for so long, I've learned, uh, learned a lot from him and, uh, you know, it's, uh, you know, somebody, it's somebody that I definitely, that I think a lot when I think that I think about a lot when I think about how I want to raise, uh, raise my kids. And just, uh, from the, um, from a coaching, uh, coaching standpoint, that is something that I miss a lot about, uh, about working here and getting to, uh, getting to coach at Coyote is the, um, the enthusiasm that the people that, uh, that you're coaching, that they, that they bring in, it makes it, it makes the job really, really easy as a, uh, as a coach. And not that, uh, not that it's the complete opposite with uh with what i do now but the enthusiasm is a lot fewer and far between yeah you you i remember this when we were working with uh st andrews there were some kids that were excited to be there but there was a lot of kids that they were literally having to go drag them they were like hiding in the bathroom and stuff so they didn't have to work out and you're having to drag them into the weight room and so you know people that come to coyote they want to be here you know they're paying to be here and so they're gonna give their best effort and so it's always fun to work with people like that yeah and uh I think um, what I've, I mean, and what I've had to do is just, I put, uh, I put my main focus on the kids that want to be there, and um, I've just decided, you know, I'm not going to, uh, I'm not going to pull my hair out over the, uh, over the malcontents, you know, give, uh, um, I'm going to give, uh, I'm going to give my absolute best effort to the ones that are willing to give me their, uh, give me their best effort, and the only thing that you can do, like you were talking about, is just, you lead, uh, you lead by example, and you let the ones that are that are given the uh, that are given the effort that are getting the the results. You let them do your talking for you. Mm-hmm. And you can't take it personally whether they do it or not. No, you know, that's something that I've I've talked about that on the podcast before, and I I did that when I first started with Coyote was taking it personally if people weren't showing up a lot or or they would drop their membership or didn't feel like they were getting results because it's like how can you not see that this is this is going to get you where you want to get to, but ultimately it's up every person's on their own journey and we can't force them to do it and all we can do is focus on the people that are here and if it's yeah. one person that shows up um we just yeah we give them the best effort and, that, and that's how it goes sure and and truth and truth be told it's hard when uh <clears throat> when um you also like you have these kids come to the weight room and then you also coach them in your sports mm. so if i'm a, like if i'm a football coach and i've got a football player who's not giving full effort into the weight room it is hard to uh to not want to, um, you know, go over there and go over there and figure out what the uh, what the situation is to to put it to put it nicely, <laughs> <laughs> but because uh, you know because you know that uh, in a way you're kind of depending on that that, that the, the success of that team is in um in a small way riding on these every kid coming in and pulling in the same direction, but that's just I try to uh, I try to preach that to the kids uh, to the kids every single day that what I, I something I tell them all the time is you're either going to be a sailor or you're going to be an anchor. And, uh, I like that. That's good. Yeah. What I, do they say to that? They usually don't have much to say when I pull that out. You <laughs> <laughs> got some anchors on the team, huh? We we got plenty. So, uh, and and it seems like the kids that know that 
you can't do anything to them because they're important on the field. They 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 kind of take pleasure in that and and uh, kind of take the little two extremes and avoiding stuff. Yeah, they will. <laughs> I remember in high school, <laughs> this guy, my grade, he would all he was always skipping weights after practice in football, and he'd be like hiding in the bathroom and stuff. <laughs> One day he came in like twenty minutes late, and we were doing abs, and he like snuck around the corner. And he was like crawling on the ground so the coach wouldn't see him and uh, crawled through the door, did a somersault straight into doing sit ups. <laughs> it was so funny. We all saw him do it. It was like, oh, and he was like, let me see after, after, after weights, man. It was, it was so funny. But he was doing whatever he could to avoid uh, the weight room. Well, um, let's talk about what about your, what about your girls? You know, your, um, your girls are getting older. They're playing sports. They're growing up. What, how have y'all, or have you made a priority of um, just making health and fitness important to them? I think mainly just trying to make sure that we uh, we keep them uh, we keep them involved when they are not, um, you know, involved. Like a when a season's not going on, we try to make sure that they stay uh, that they stay active, whether or not it's you know going uh, going to the park or uh, going um. Or just uh, getting them in the uh, getting them in the backyard. We like we got Kennedy a soccer goal for uh, for Christmas, and so she wants to go outside and she wants to shoot, and also just trying to uh, trying to be very uh, very intentional about if Kennedy if Kennedy wants to go do something outside, especially with me, that I'm very intentional about you know not letting no be an option. Yeah. in that scenario. That's awesome. So if she says, "Hey, Dad, let's go shoot uh, soccer at the goal." You'll you'll go out there. One hundred percent. That's awesome. I remember when I was a kid, I had one of those little soccer goals, and I'd take my brother out there and make him be goalie, and I'd just shoot over and over again. <laughs> he got he I got really good at shooting, and he got really good at being a goalie. <laughs> <laughs> he got really good at taking him off the chest. He so. really did. Oh man, that's fun. What about uh, nutrition? Do y'all do y'all do anything special for nutrition, or what do y'all what do y'all do with that? Not uh not exactly. I mean um. Kennedy, really, really both, really both the girls were very uh, are are pr- are pretty picky eaters, and uh, so we try to make sure that um, you know, we uh, that that they're getting that they're getting fruit often. I mean, that's a that's a big thing, and we don't. One thing that we don't do is uh, we don't keep like um, like a lot of juices and things uh and things like that in the um, uh in the house. I mean, uh, Kennedy's favorite drink is water. And uh, Jackson, uh, like Jackson, will drink uh, will drink a lot of milk and um, stuff like that. But another thing that we really try to that we really try to stay on top of um, uh, Kennedy. I mean, like you know, she's growing and she's getting you know she's getting so much uh, so much taller, so much uh, so much bigger. We she uh, when she sits uh, when she sits down to eat a lot of times, you know, she wants she wants more. She wants seconds. She wants to put a little more on there, and we have to just kind of temper that and say, hey, you know just wait let's wait about 10 minutes and then um if you feel like you still want more then we'll get you some more but uh really being uh really being careful with that like kind of taking care of the the overeating aspect of mm-hmm. it now the, the little one the little one's on the complete other end of the spectrum it's it's hard to get her to really to eat a lot right now yeah you know just being a being three yeah that's all that is you'll yeah. see yeah <laughs> <laughs> hey eat something come on exactly um, so let's, let's switch gears a little bit. So you were at Cody almost 10 years. You worked out, we worked out together before this and, uh, you've kind of seen the progression of, you know, how we've done things since, you know, we, you came on a month after we opened, um, what are, what have been some of the biggest, um, 
it changes improvements that you've seen at Coyote since since we opened up and just kind of in your eyes what do you feel that journey has been like as far as the organization the business as a whole I mean to me it's a uh, I mean it's a it's a text it's a textbook example of like if you want your if you want your organization to uh, to grow then um you know, like, uh, like you've, uh, like you've always said, it's in, uh, it's in the details and it's in the systems, you know, you, uh, you have to, you have to, uh, you have to look at what a, um, uh, what successful companies do because success leaves clues mm-hmm. and, um, and you have to, you have to see how you can implement that in your, uh, in your own day-to-day, uh, day-to-day operations. I think that's, uh, it was, um, it was, uh, it was incredible to me. It's all, you know, it's just like getting, um, just like getting uh, getting your macros down and staying co- and staying consistent with that and staying consistent with your activity level the results are going to come you know it's not going to be within 24 hours or 48 hours but and it's not always going to be a um it's not always going to be a straight incline towards towards result it's going to be a lot of it's going to be a lot of up and down but as long as the general numbers are going in the right direction and we're staying consistent with the systems you know, to me, it's just, it's an example of what you want success to look like. And, um, that's, uh, something that, uh, that I've tried to, that I've tried to carry, uh, carry over is, um, deciding, okay, what is, uh, what is it that's going to be, that's going to help us, help us be successful? What can I do to make sure that those boxes are being checked every day? And, um, just, uh, at that point, you know, you set, uh, celebrate success when it, uh, when it comes up so that you keep everybody, uh, keep everybody motivated. And, um, I think that's something that, uh, uh, that you did a really good job of was keeping, um, was keeping everybody in the loop about what's going on with the, uh, with the business, showing us the raw data and the raw numbers so that it gives, uh, it gave, uh, it gave us as coaches some skin in the game. We see how, you know, when these areas start to slack, numbers uh, numbers drop, things uh, things change, and um, so it gives uh, it gives us more uh, more motivation to make sure that we're sticking with those uh, with those systems. But then also, I mean, when things um, when things uh, when things go well and when things improve, you know, you were very quick to um, uh, to put the uh, to put the credit on the entire organization as a as a whole. You know, whether it's um, uh, you know the the COO or the part-time coach or whatever the uh, whatever the case may be that we're all you know we're you made us all feel like we were integral parts of the success well I appreciate that man um, you know every coach is extremely extremely valuable and we couldn't do it without each and every one of our coaches and so you know, it's it starts with getting awesome coaches on the team, and then that makes everything a lot easier when we have great coaches like you. Um, it makes it it makes my job a lot easier because yeah. you guys are 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 doing great when you're on coaching. Well, as from a um, a member perspective, so you just took a class. Um, what have you seen the progression of like an hour class inside Cody from when we started to what you just experienced? Um, just very. Uh... I mean, everything's gotten um, gotten very uh, gotten very systemized, and the way that you can make somebody make somebody comfortable, like if, especially if you're if you're a new uh, if you're a new member, um, consistency is what's going to make somebody comfortable when they come in, when they know what to expect, they know uh, you know that we're 
we're starting off with a, we're starting off with mobility. We go from mobility into a warm up, and then a warm up into this, and from you know whatever if it's gymnastics or accessory work like it was today, and then from that into the workout, and um, that's what uh, that's what brings that level of comfortability that's going to keep somebody coming. Uh, that's going to keep somebody coming into the gym. More they come in, the more success you have. The more success they have, the more legitimate, the more legitimizes you know Coyote and what they're trying to accomplish. Absolutely. So the structure of the class allows the members to be able to feel like they at least know what to expect as far as the flow of the class, and they're they're not surprised. And and that also is they know what to expect with their coach. Their coach is going to be the same coach every day. They're not up one day, hot, cold, hot and cold, you know, up one day, down the other, super emotional one day, super quiet another day. They're the same person over and over and over again. And then that allows a lot of freedom with inside the the program and the workout and what you do because everything else is structured instead of just kind of f- free-flowing. You know, the, the track system, getting away from the RX and scaled, I think has been one of the biggest things that we've done because it allows us to – meet so many more people where they're at as opposed to everyone either you do ring muscle ups or you feel like I'm a failure because I can't do ring muscle ups, which is kind of, kind of how it was in the past. And it still gives the people the option to be able to do that. But also it gives everybody else the option to do, do a workout that they feel is tailored to them. And there's an unscored option with, with the sweat, which is, you know, very popular and people, people do that all the time. So I think that was, that was one of the biggest things we've done. And it allows the coach to have a lot more freedom and flexibility to be able to spend their time actually developing the relationship and coaching and not having to worry about, I need to come up with 15 different versions of the workout. Exactly. And I think, uh, I think another thing with it too, is that, um, you know, it, uh, it shows that, you know, the, the, a lot of the fitness industry wants to make you believe that there is actually, that there's a very fine line between, between success and failure. And if you're, if you're not, doing these sets and reps at this percentage or if you're not uh if you're not working in um in this aerobic zone or things like that that it's going to be a difference between you meeting your goals and not meeting your goals and that's just not the that's just not the case at all and um you know kind of it definitely throws a big a big wet blanket on that yeah and um and to me i mean that should be the uh that should be the encouraging thing to uh to a lot of people that you know, you don't have you don't have to come in and you don't have to uh, you don't have to overthink this thing. Let's get your diet in check. Let's get you moving more, and you're gonna get the results that you want. Mm-hmm. Just do it consistently. That's all you got to do. Just keep showing up. Don't worry about you know the rest. We got we got you figured out. Yeah. Um. So we're, we're before we wrap it up, I thought it'd be good for you to you know for you to give us some advice since you haven't been you know coaching for a while and there's still people there's people listening that you coach for a really long time. Um, and maybe, I don't know, maybe you give the same advice you gave three years ago or two years ago or whatever it was, but is there anything that's changed in the advice that you give to people or anything specifically you would like to say to people that you coached in the past or people that know you, but never were never coached by you or brand new Coyote members or anybody in between? Well, I definitely say that, uh, you know, not that, uh, not that, that we were ever, that we've ever been, you know non uh, non empathetic to uh, to this scenario but like you know it's a uh, it's it's really it's really hard to not be consistent with your with your fitness when you work in a gym yeah. right you know for sure and now that I'm kind of a that I'm on the other end of that spectrum now I'm uh, you know you know yes I have a I have a weight room where uh, where I work but as far as like 
the time that it takes to, uh, to, to get in there, to get done what I feel like I need to get done. You know, uh, I've got to be a lot more intentional about my, about my consistency, about, you know, when I'm going to work out. And so like, if I want to have this 30 minute window in my off block, I've got to make sure that I, you know, take care of a lot of things on the front end that's going to allow for me to have that time. But I've, I've grown to have a lot more appreciation for, uh, for those, uh, for those people that have to really, that have to really fight to make that time out of their day to get over here, get their workout in and then get back to, uh, get back to what they're doing. Um, so I guess like as far as, uh, as far as advice, uh, just try to, try to look at, try to look at the things, uh, the things in your life that, um, that would be a, that would be a hindrance to, uh, to your consistency and, try to see which one of the, uh, how, how, how many of those variables can you control and how many of those, okay, can you, uh, can you take care of, uh, can you take care of on the front end that allow you to get to the gym and do what you need to do? And then think about, okay, you know, life's all about, uh, all about choices. You know, I could, you know, maybe I could, I could take care, I could take care of this now and not go work out but then maybe I'm going to feel, you know, I'm going to feel worse at the end of the day because of it. Or, you know, okay, I'm going to block this time off. I get it. I get this in no matter what. And then everything else I just kind of take as it comes. And then at least you, you feel more, uh, you feel more accomplished because you got uh, because you're able to do that because you're able to get it done. Um, another thing would be now, I mean, if, when I, when I get my 30 minutes to, uh, to work out at the school, it's by myself. And, the uh, to the people that you know uh, something that we battle a lot would be people that would want to take time you know take time away from the gym and then go work out at a at work out somewhere else and not have the uh, not have the community and that that to me is just is baked into the cake success wise there's very very few people that can shut themselves into a room you know, grind out, grind out the work consistently day after day, month after month, year after year. Those people are, you know, very, very few and far between, but we are, we are people that, uh, people thrive on community and more, more than more times than not, people need that, uh, need the, need to see those people every day that make them, uh, that make them feel better about themselves, that keep them encouraged and, uh, keep them, uh, that give them a reason to want to come back in the next day. So that that's why when I, when I get breaks that I try to make sure that I'm going back to the gyms just to uh, just to see everybody and you know get get around people again. Get re-energized to to get get fitness going again, right? Exactly. Yeah, that's gosh, that's such a good point and I all you know, when people tell me I'm going to, you know, I'm going to get buy some equipment and work out in my garage or I'm going to do that, I'm like I'm thinking to myself, six months, I'll I'll buy that equipment from you because <laughs> nine times out of ten, there it doesn't get used a whole lot. Have fun cleaning the dust yeah. off of it. <laughs> it's just really, I mean, I can't do it. Like there's, I, I mean, maybe once or twice a week I'll work out by myself just because I have to. But every chance that I get, I'm working out with a group of people, and I always get a better workout. I have more fun, um, and I'm able to consistently do that it's just too hard to do it by yourself and uh, and i think the key that you said was years like you might be able to white knuckle it for weeks or even months if you have a goal but eventually that goal and that motivation is going to wear off and what are you going to lean on um and if you can put some form of accountability in place to where not only are you having fun when you go to the gym but you have people that are reaching out to you when you're not showing up because you haven't been there for two weeks 
you're going to be much more likely to stick with it. And if you can think about your lifespan and I need to be working out for 30 years, how I, there's no way I'm going to work out by myself. I'm not going to work out in my garage for 30 years. I don't think anybody could do that. So I think that's such a, such a, such a valuable, valuable point there. Well, before we move on to the next segment, any, any final thoughts or words you want to give to the, uh, the faithful Cody listeners on this 200th episode, Chris? I think a main thing I would say, like if you've just if you've just kind of tuned in, started listening to the podcast over the last year or two, um, I mean, I, th- I think back uh, to how many great conversations that we had. I mean, and there is just there is a wealth of knowledge in these two hundred uh, in these two hundred episodes. And um, I mean, I think I think pretty much anything that you could uh, that you could ever think of asking has been covered at some point in these uh, probably, probably five or six times, times <laughs> <laughs> probably enough times where if you listen to every episode they're like all right you've you, you, uh you've talked about this five times already guys yeah uh that's that's yeah go back to the beginning and it's funny because i'll see uh i can see the uh the weekly listens and every now and then there'll be a hot spot on the map where it was just like 500 downloads and i'm like somebody just must binge listen to every single one of those episodes so we appreciate you and to all the listeners that have been with us from the from episode one for six years or however long it's been we we really appreciate you well let's move on to the next segment outside the box so uh chris you didn't tell me there was going to be an outside the box. <laughs> i did not prepare you i mm-hmm. wanted to keep you on your toes here so let's do top three outside the box segments that you participated in oh man i've already got my number one <laughs> i already <laughs> right. know which one it is okay okay uh all right so all right what start with number one go ahead the 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 best one that we ever had was the uh, uh the top uh the top 90 sports movies yeah it was that yeah. was a great one what was your number one i forget i think it was probably uh i think it was probably sandlot sand oh yeah gosh yeah, it's funny because my wife and I, uh, we we've we've been talking about you know doing traditions, and one of them we really want to do is a weekly family night and have a list of movies that we kind of work through, and so we've been going ahead and started to add movies, and that was like the very first one I added was yes. Sandlot. Like the, we have to watch the Sandlot. Oh man, um, I like I loved the rankings of the uh, like from the very beginning because those were like the original ideas that I had was like let's do yeah. f- top five songs top five musicians top five 90s movies um i really love talking about the olympics you know we you know we got the summer olympics coming up uh Mm -hmm. this year i'm really looking forward to that and uh we're talking about the uh well we're trying to name do you remember we're trying to name the uh the 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 sports from the winter olympics oh yeah So there's curling, yeah, and there's curling skiing, and, uh, skiing and uh, skiing, hockey, and uh, the the longer skiing and the short skiing, and then the skiing on the hill, and <laughs> one where they ski and shoot. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh man. Oh, what? Uh, any other ones? Any other ones that really stick out to you? The, uh, yeah, the uh, we ranked um, the uh, the decades of music. Yeah. I think I had uh, I think I had the '60s as uh, as my number one. Tough to top. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I know we had uh, I know we had that, and um, Cali. Like, I mean, uh, all of the uh, all of the movie rankings were were awesome. The I have a hard time really even watching new movies anymore. Oh, they're terrible. Yeah, like we watched uh, the Killers of the Flower Moon, and you know I. 
I love Martin Scorsese. I love Leonardo DiCaprio, and I read the book, and it was just it was just okay. I was not it wasn't that great, and you know I, f- I feel like TV shows are a lot better than movies these days, which is why I really get into TV shows. But gosh, the '90s was such a golden age for movies. It really was. Yeah, everything's kind of uh, kind of gone downhill since then, especially for comedies. So, so get off my lawn. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, the, yeah, but like um, shows, like I mean, like the the Walking Dead, Game of Thrones, that, that they have that they have killed the movie industry. They have. I mean, Be- and, and all the top, uh, like uh, True Detective has Jodie Foster coming on. You know, like mm-hmm. it's like all the top actor. Like we're watching uh, Fargo right now. John Hams, you know, like one of the main characters. All the top actors are going on these shows, and they're getting paid a ton of money to do it too. It's just, and you just you have to do a movie so well to be able to tell a story now in an hour and a half or two hours. It does seem like even a like three and a half hour long movie, it still seems like you're getting cheated. that's it. Yeah, yeah. like uh, th- there's so much more to the story. That's why uh, you know I think they're doing a Harry Potter uh, uh, TV show. Are they? Yeah. Oh, looking forward to that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they're already talking about uh, whoever plays Harry Potter is uh, is in for it because there's no way he can live up to it. So have you have you seen the new uh, the uh, the movie about the Von Erich brothers, the Iron Claw? Uh, I was literally just listening to Bill Simmons talk about it. And uh, have you watched it? I haven't. I want to go. I want to see it. Um, the only thing that I've heard about it was that the guy that they that they got to play uh, Ric Flair. Like the, the podcast I was listening to, the guy was like, literally everybody in the world can do a Ric Flair impression yeah. except for this guy. <laughs> well, they, they were talking about how the guys are all small. And, like, uh, they have the guy from – the main guy from the Bears in it, and, and he's short. Zach Efron's not short. You know, that he's short. Yeah. And they were, like, six seven or something. They were talking about that. But apparently it's super de- – you know, obviously super depressing depending on the, the material. But Bill Simmons, uh, his, his – uh, Cousin Sal was talking about how he took his whole family to see the movie for Christmas. And they're all like, why'd you take us to this movie? <laughs> <laughs> it's so depressing. But I heard it was good. I I, I want to watch it. I don't think I'll, I'll get Claire to watch it. I don't know. She might want to watch it. But uh, I and I, I want to watch Napoleon, too. But I hadn't heard great things about that either. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, is it Joaquin Phoenix yeah, playing Napoleon? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And that you know it's on Apple TV, so we'll rent on Apple TV. That's what we did with uh, Killers of Flower Moon. We we just rent it on Apple TV. We'll we'll rent Napoleon when it comes out. Um, last last little bit. Rank your top three CrossFit Games athletes of all time, male and female. Male and female. Okay, so let's see here. I'm gonna go. Number three, uh, number three, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Kalipa, two, Froning, one, Frazier. I love it. <laughs> Kalipa number three. No, oh, I'm sorry. The, combine, combine the guys and girls. I didn't explain oh, that very well. Yeah, them, yeah. Combine the guys and girls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just top three. So you got to see who's number one. Tia, Matt, uh, Frazier, Froning. Yep. Tia's no. I think Tia's number one. I don't think any. N- even Frazier hasn't been as dominant as Mm-mm. Tia. Yeah, I'm gonna go. We're go. We'll go Tia, Tia Frazier, then uh, then Froning. Okay, I'm gonna go three Frazier, two Tia, number one Froning, and the only reason I'm saying that is because I think Froning changed the game for everyone. Yeah, I think that he changed what was possible in the sport, what training looked like in the sport, and I don't think anybody um, would have done what they did without without Froning. I think uh, if if Froning hadn't come along, I think. The sport wouldn't have progressed at the rate that it did because I think 
from him changing the impact, the, the focus on mobility and technique. I mean, if you go back and look at the 2010 games and watch, there was some awful technique. Do you remember? Oh, yeah. Like, I remember Absolutely. he's, like, hanging from the bar on his toes bar. He can't even string them together. Like, uh, and he was the one that was like, hey, I need to take a step back and work on my mobility and work on my technique. And um, so I could progress and handle the volume. He was obviously the one that started doing two days before everybody else. I don't think the sport would be where it's at without without Froning. Do you think, um, as for, like uh, ability wise, like you know, I mean, it wasn't, but probably, gosh, probably eight years ago, if you snatched two twenty five at the games, you were an absolute hoss. Yeah. And now you got guys snatching three hundred. Do you think we've seen like a leveling off yeah. in terms of in terms of ability and what's actually possible uh, with some of these guys? No. I I think I think it's still increasing, I just think at a slower rate. I mean I'm watching I'm seeing sixteen year old kids snatching three thirty five that are trying to decide whether they want to compete in the Olympics or compete at the CrossFit games. Yeah. That's where that's where it's gonna be uh I think you're seeing a, a level, a completely new level of athlete because you're seeing kids that their sport has been CrossFit and weightlifting since they were eight years old, and they didn't play football, they didn't play baseball, they didn't play soccer. All they did was they've been working in the gym their whole life, and now they're 19, 20 years old, and they can snatch 335 for guys like you know 225 for girls, and they're still really good at everything else too. So I I, I think the progression is slowing. I just think it's just a, a whole nother level of athlete at this point. I've wanted, uh, I've wanted to see, or I was always curious if anybody was ever going to try this. But I remember when, uh, when Brent Fikowski talked about, you know, if somebody wanted to legitimately take down a uh, a Fraser or a Tia, they would have to take a year off and put two solid years into uh, into it and build up towards that. Well, I think you're seeing these younger athletes are doing that, whether it's by design or just because they're burnt out. But, like, Haley Adams sat out last year. Mal O'Brien sat out last year. I, I don't know many people that can withstand that level of training consistently, yeah. especially at that young of an age. I mean, it's just too mentally exhausting. And going for it every other year or something like that, or at least taking a year off and, and then – Going for it for a couple of years and then taking a year off, I, I don't think sustainable for ten years. I mean, yeah, it would um, it would almost be uh, it would it would almost be cool to see the games move to an every other year form, especially with all of the uh, with all the other competitions and yeah. stuff that are going on. It won't ever do that. No, it won't. There's too much money. Yeah, to be made in. I I I think uh, I think you'll see more people start to do that, or at least maybe take a year off every three, four, five years or something like that. I, I'll be interested to see what happens with Haley Adams and Mal O'Brien and this year after their year off, if they decide they want to do it. And we'll be finding out pretty soon. Um, but I think you'll start to see these 18, 19, 20, 21-year-olds who are putting up incredible weightlifting numbers trying to decide whether, am I going to try to go to the Olympics this year or am I going to try to win the CrossFit Games? And I guess it really going to depend on which one has the most money in it? So yeah, okay. Uh, that was that was a good discussion, Chris. Let's uh, uh, recommends before we wrap up. You got anything to recommend? Uh, I just got the um, uh, I got the Wim Hof book. Yeah. For, uh, uh, for Christmas, started uh, started picking away at that a little bit, and, and I'm really excited to get in that. They uh, 
Um, my mom got me that, and then Katie got me a uh, got me a, a tub. A Ooh, little got the, I, I was going to ask if you'd done any cold yet. I haven't done it yet. No, I'm, um, I want to. I want to kind of. I want to read it a little bit and just kind of. I'm not just going to go dunk myself in cold water for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I've done. I finished my morning shower with cold every morning for probably at least three or four years now. Yeah. I don't hardly ever get sick anymore. Okay. Yeah, and uh, I wake up. I'm a fresh. I'm refreshed every every morning now. Um, after I take the shower, and the the uh, the the coffee is not mandatory. It's uh, voluntary at this point. But I mean, it's I I, I kind of look for. If I don't do it, I I feel like, which I I don't ever not do it. But if I didn't do it, I would feel like I crave it almost. So, so it's how do weird. you uh, how do you do it? What's your, your I just turn there? I, I just get I just shower like normal, and then at the end I turn it to cold. And I do it for a minute and a half, just sit there, and I, like I said, I, I'm like looking forward to it at the end. And then I get out and I'm I'm wide awake and I feel good and I know my immune system is a lot better than it was because I I used to get sick a lot and I don't hardly ever get sick anymore. So hmm. yeah, I'll be interested to see. I'm I'm I'll have to you have to keep me updated on that. You know, like, pe- there's some people that have been messing around with the cold cold tubs and I feel like it goes in waves every couple of years. People are doing it, but this it's kind of kind of back back in style again. But Wim Hof, he uh. He's on to something. You can't argue with what he did. No, and it's especially I think the, uh, the what what jumped up, what really jumped off the page at me was when he talked about, you know, we for you know for as long as humans have been around, we have uh, we lived in um, in sync with uh, in sync with nature. You didn't fight nature. You you know you you lived with it. And now literally everything in our life is built towards towards us comfort. fighting against it. Yeah, comfort. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah, no, there's a lot of a lot of what he says and some of the stuff that he's done which has been proven is crazy. I mean, just running marathons in the snow and and literally killing viruses with his immune system and stuff that's just mind-boggling. So, yeah, check Wim Hof out. He's a yeah. fascinating character. Yeah. I'll uh mine's a little bit less uh intense. I got uh I got some new new shoes that I've been trying out called Strike Movement has been recommended by quite a few people. And they, I love them. They're they're flat. They're stable. They got a very wide toe box. They feel great on my feet. I've been really enjoy working out with them. So, if you're looking for try a different type of shoe for your training, try out the Strike Movement shoes. Strike Movement. Yeah, uh, their Carl Paoli came up with them. Okay. Yeah, and uh, Easy Muhammad's their uh, their number one athlete. But uh, a lot of people at the gym have been wearing them. Jeff Prejean. Uh, came and told me he wore them, and so I've been looking to try some new shoes. I've been wearing the Metcon Freeze for forever, and I I really like them. I like how they wear on my feet, and feel like I got so much room for activities with my toes in there. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, all right, well that's it for this week, episode two hundred. We appreciate you, all you listeners out there, and uh, thanks for tuning in. Silky smooth sounds.